like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And this is Burke Reviews Movie Club uh, October. It's October 1st today when we're recording this. Um, Best month out of the whole wide year, the whole year. And it's the only month every year that when we pick our themes, we know it's going to be something horror related. And this month in October 2021... We are talking creature features. So all of our scary movies will have some creature either in the title or focus of the film. Um, And we start off uh, with several iconic creatures with the movie Monster Squad that we're going to be getting into a little later in the episode. Um, But first, we like to catch up with how things have been and see what else we've been watching since the last time we recorded. So let's get into that. Corey, how you doing? I'm fine. So glad it's Friday. Yes. Yes same how are you i am not too shabby uh I, I played some magic for the first time in like two weeks tonight basically um we had some friends over it was funny because we went and got food um and then we ended up wanting more food later so we ordered uh wings and pizza but mostly wings like wait like way too many wings um but it was it was good times it was fun eats uh and hanging out and just you know kind of relaxing at the start of the weekend because uh, we're all teachers and it's all been, it's been very chaotic. Um, the last couple of days, this, this week has really flown by um, in a lot of good ways. My students have been pretty awesome all year and uh, I've been very, you know, grateful um, for that because, you know, you never know, you get a mix of people in a room, how it's going to play out. But, um, and then I do have, you know, students who I've had for a while now, like I have second year and third year students um, we're all, we've been working on projects for the last couple of weeks and we've just concluded, uh, most of the film projects. So I'm excited to get to see what they've, their final, you know, movies are. And it's gonna, it's just been, it's been a week. I'm pretty wiped out. Um, how about you? Otherwise you said, yes, it's, thank goodness it's Friday, but anything exciting happen? Any cool events or activities? Um, you know, I, yeah, I can go ahead and just tell you what I watched because mine oh. was part of that. Oh, we'll get into that. Then. Okay. Um, we went to the 45th anniversary screening of Carrie on Wednesday, a friend and I. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I hadn't seen that in a while. And she had never seen the original, only the remake. Which oh. is still good, but I didn't realize she hadn't seen the original. I really want to read the book. All I've read for a couple years, pretty much, I've like sprinkled in a couple of other books, but I pretty much only read Stephen King now, so <laughs> this is my life. But I've never read Carrie, and Bill is listening to the, um, oh my god, I don't remember. It's his book on writing. Oh. He's listening to the audiobook, and Stephen King does narrate it. Um, I really want to listen to it, but I also have the book I like to read. Um he was telling me like some stuff about Carrie and how he was making it. And that was cool before I went to go see it. Um, and then I've been watching. Oh, oh, one actually I did have another event on Saturday. We went to, um, I have been wanting to try pottery for a long time. Okay. Um, I've been wanting to try a lot of things and I'm 
getting around to them now. I don't know what sparked this, but it's going good so far. I've tried weaving. I have tried pottery. So I made, uh, we had my friend, same friend, um, her birthday was last week and we got together with a few friends and had dinner on Saturday and then, uh, went to a local artist. She, uh, just opened a clay, a studio this year and she teaches clay classes and stuff. So, uh, we had a private one and I made a planter obviously. Um, so I like built, hand built it and stuff and pin- did pinch pot, um, which was cool. And then, uh, she's going to glaze it and paint it for me. Cause I put a little design on it. So that's cool. And then, um, I've been watching midnight mass. I really, Oh, really love Mike Flanagan so much. Um, and I just really feel like he nailed quite a few things with this show. Um, I have one more episode and I'm definitely going to oh. watch it again. That bums me out. I thought it was a movie and I'm not, I'm not as excited to watch this show. So I'm saying no, 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 no. We disagree on this. I love shows. And I, especially, I think that so far he's had two shows that I know about the haunting of Hill house and the haunting of Bly Manor. And I've loved both of those. And it's like a one, one, it's like a limited series. It's one and done. Um, and I just love all of his character development. I love, I really think that he's really getting like some fanaticism in the show that, whoa, between that and Carrie, I'm like covered with that area for a while. Um, but I really like it. And I think you would really like it. It's, it's more the commitment to the time. I like the one shot of a movie. I granted this is a limited series, so that is a little more willing to dive into it. I did like Hill House a lot. Um, oh, so good. Uh, I've not watched Bly Manor, and that's not a criticism to it. I just again, it's that jumping into a show that I often am hesitant about. And I, I have all these movie goals, um, including yeah. uh, this month being October. I, I'm not planning on actually hitting 31 movies, but I like to try to get 31 horror films in if possible um even though i've watched a lot of horror this year so i probably if i like count what i've done for the year i've hit 31 horror probably oh, pretty easily easy. but um because i watched you know the 15 alex ross well that's not true i didn't watch all of them this year some of them i had seen i watched like seven movies from his list i've watched several from scorsese's list of mm. the best horror films um oh i still need to watch a couple of those you told me about yeah and uh you know so like I probably have hit close to 30 at least, or I will with the ones that I do watch this month because we're watching five just for the podcast. And then I will see uh Halloween kills <clears> for <throat> sure um, in two weeks. And then uh, last night in Soho yeah. is the last night of the month. Um, so I'll be seeing that too. Um, so so like that. there's movies that I will definitely be watching, but I don't know. Um, series. And I, I still want to watch Ted Lasso, but I'm like, I don't in the last episode of that drops soon. So like I, that where I normally would jump in, I might wait and I don't know it series just stress me out. I, I don't like the, uh, I'm a binge watcher. That's the thing. I usually just can't. And, um, like, I'm keeping up with the what if, and I'm keeping up with, uh, what we do in the shadows, but I'm, I'm now behind an episode of both of those shows that I'll maybe watch this weekend, but maybe not. I, I'm super busy this weekend. Just got tons of things that just never seem to be able to get away from. Um, and I really, I like, I, you know, I have, because I teach film, there's a lot of stuff I want to see to be able to like reference and, and things like that. So um, like this week, I've barely been able to watch anything because I've just been super busy or like 
juggling multiple things that just interrupt uh, a time where I could start a movie, um, which is what like basically I haven't watched a movie for the last three days because something has been in in my way time wise. Um, but uh, is that everything you've been watching? I have one more. Okay. I don't know why I'm like this, but sometimes I just need to cry. So <laughs> I I watched um The Starling, which is a Netflix original. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> and I mean, if I'm blubbering from watching like the trailer and then I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going in <laughs> you know. <laughs> so if anyone needs a good cry, I recommend The Starling. <laughs> I've heard it's not a great movie, um, but that it's extremely emotional because of the nature of the story. Very emotional. I mean, I don't... It has Melissa McCarthy in it. I mean, you know, I don't I don't really know how I feel about her. There are some things that I really like her in, and then, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not like, oh my god, it has Melissa McCarthy in it. But I feel like I liked seeing those very human emotions, I guess, and... You know, those relationships, it's, I don't really know. It's funny because one of my friends uh, that I played Magic <clears throat> with tonight saw that recently and uh, didn't like it, but also felt like it was just so emotionally manipulative because of the, not just because of the nature of the story, but like some of the scenes in it, he was just saying that he felt um, they didn't need to be there. Like you get the gist mm. of it without the scenes and it's like the scenes are just like going to shatter you kind of thing. I- um I don't know why I like, I don't like people grieving, but I don't mind those extra scenes of people grieving, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I I haven't seen it, so I don't have my own opinion. I, with what his description was, I didn't feel like it was inherently a bad decision to have them in the movie because I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm okay with the movie making me feel things like, you know, I I am okay with that. doesn't mean I'm always going to want to sit through it. And mm-hmm. with her being the one, she's up and down for me. Um, there are some movies that I absolutely love her in, um, like the one where she plays the 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 writer. That oh is, yeah, um, the Muriel Heller me. movie that I cannot think of to save my life. What did you say it was? Something. Will you ever forgive me? Yes, or? that's it. That is okay. it. Um, and then I love her in Saint Vincent, but she's not in it a lot. But I, I as Bill Murray and uh, just. Lieberman, but he's changed his name. I forgot what his name. Jacob Martell, I think, is his name now. The kid from It. He it, actors can change their name with the when they become a Screen Actors Guild member because that's what officially is published. Um, Jaden Lieberman, and now it's Jaden Martell. That's what it is. Uh, the, he was in. He's the main kid in It. The the first It, Billy or whatever. Um, Saint Vince. Saint Vincent was his first like movie, if I'm not mistaken. But so I have been watching. Uh, not many movies, just three. I got On the Waterfront, High Noon, both off the AFI Top 100 list, and I am now 15 movies left on that list to complete it, something I've been working on for a while. And then um, being the Blank Check podcast fan that I am, I'm working through the John Carpenter films that I have not seen, and I watched In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, have you seen that one, Corey? No, I haven't. Um I I like it. It's uh, not perfect by any means, but I've I've enjoyed it. I think it's a good entry from him, and love Sam Neill in that a whole lot. Um, I don't have too many movies left of his to watch. I have to watch uh, Escape from L.A., Village of the Damned, um, the Memoirs of an Invisible Man, which I hear is not very good. 
uh, Body Bags, which is the anthology, um, and then so his last movie is The Ward. Um, and then he's got two TV movies that I haven't seen. Uh, Someone's Watching Me and Elvis. And Cigarette Birds is like a short thing, right? I don't know about that one. I'm looking at his letterbox. It's only 59 minutes, so it can't be a full feature. Um, or it's technically a full feature. I don't know. I may may or may not get to that one, but um, yeah, I'm working through his filmography with with the blank check. Uh, I jumped ahead to um, in the mouth of madness because I just felt like watching that one. I didn't feel like watching Memoirs or Village of the Damned. Uh, but I was like, I've been wanting to watch Mouth of Madness for a while because of Sam Neill, and I liked it. Um, definitely say if you like Carpenter, it's worth watching. Nice. But that's what we've been watching. Let's get into the reason we're really here this week. The beginning of spooky month um, of something that I have become a bigger fan of over the last six years since I started Burke Reviews. I've really gotten to appreciate horror. Um, I guess technically the Monster Squad isn't a scary movie, but it deals with the iconic Universal Monster uh, characters. You get Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy, werewolf, uh, even the creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, which is, I think, the kind of big, uh, that to me is what cements it as the Universal Monsters. Because I feel like, you know, Frankenstein, Dracula, um, Wolfman, and Mummy exist outside of the Universal Pictures. Um, but I don't, I personally am not super familiar with the creature from Black Lagoon outside of the movie. Like, that's the only time I really am aware of that character. So I don't know if it's based on a novel too or not. But nevertheless, uh, that's what we get here in um, Monster Squad. So let's look at the stats. The film uh, came out in 1987. It's rated PG-13. Um, honestly, some of it I kind of feel like maybe is deserving of an R for some of the language stuff. Uh, it has a 7.0 IMDb user rating, a 61 Metascore, directed by Fred Decker. Uh, the thing I didn't know about this movie until the credits started was that it was written by Shane Black. Um who, if you don't know, wrote Lethal Weapon, I think is he's credited on the other Lethal Weapons just for creating uh, the characters. But Shane Black then um, has directed a few things that I like a lot. I'm a big fan of Iron Man 3. He wrote and directed that. Um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is another great one from Shane Black. And The Nice Guys with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, which I really love. Then he did the terrible The Predator movie, which I was so disappointed in because I really, I like Shane Black, so I was really excited about it, and it's trash. Um, but So he's a writer on this with the director, Fred Decker. Um, the movie stars, which is a strong word, because a lot of these people have not really done major things, but we get Andre Gower, Robbie Ke- uh, Keeger, Stephen Ma- Macht, uh as his the dad, um... Duncan Rager as Count Dracula, Tom Noonan, who is the person I know best uh, as Frankenstein's monster. Um, Noonan, I believe, is in um, Michael Mann's uh, Manhunter. Not Manhunter. What is it called? Yeah, no, I'm right. It's Manhunter. The uh, the original um, Silence of the Lambs is essentially what uh, would be later Red Dragon. It's a Manhunter is the original of that. And Tom Noonan is in Synecdoche, New York, which we did on this podcast, I think, year one. Um, he's a regular of Charlie Kaufman's as well. Um, but yeah, that's the big names of the cast. I suppose there's a few other characters. Um, I had not seen this. I actually, I gotta admit, I was a little disappointed because I thought the monsters were going to be the squad. I thought we were going to like, 
That would have been great. Rooting for the monsters, and instead they're like, it's they're they are a squad. I mean, Dracula kind of recruits everybody in, um, to like kill the kids. And I was like, oh, I guess. Um, I still liked it. Um, honestly, this movie, of all the things we've watched, reminded me of like a slightly edgier Goonies. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you got the kid group fighting off like the the bad guys. Um. And so I, I like this more than Goonies. Even though I think the, the cast of Goonies is better. I, I enjoyed the story here a little more because I appreciated like they're they're movie nerds essentially, but they're specifically horror. They love monsters. And then the monsters show up in their backyard and they have to fight them. Um, you know, Frankenstein gets to do some things. Dracula gets to do some things. Um, you know, the, the thing I mentioned where it doesn't hold up uh, they use the homophobic slur, the F word, quite a bit at the beginning of the movie. Um, it's high school kids or middle school kids like calling each other names in the 80s. So it's not surprising. But in today's times, like hearing that word dropped that frequently by teenagers, it was like, whoa, OK, calm down, movie. Definitely but but yeah, overall, I, I liked it. Didn't love it. Didn't love it for sure. But I, I liked it more than I didn't. What are your thoughts, Corey? I will agree with that. I think that if I had watched it as a kid, I would have probably really, really liked it. Mm. Um, but I feel like it doesn't resonate as much. I feel like it's a children's movie. I don't know. But it's PG-13, and that is like kind of a weird tonal thing, right? Like it's, It feels like it's, it would be much more appreciated by a kid who maybe isn't supposed to watch it. You know, like you're like 11 and you're like, this seems edgy because it's PG-13. And then like. Really allowed to do this, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And the monster, you know, the Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> I was looking in Andre Gower Goer's uh, filmography and mm-hmm. he did a movie called that. It's a documentary. It's about a documentary. Making, it's about the making of this movie. <laughs> or, I'm sorry. It. It's not about the making of it. It's about the. Um, I think it's about the fandom of it like it becoming kind of like okay. a cult movie okay fair but yeah that's all i got yeah it's a documentary that explores the power of cult film told through the lens of monster squad so it's not exclusively about monster squad mm. but it's the exploration of it okay. i'm very interested in it it's on uh tubi to watch for free um and it's also on voodoo free but you have to watch it with commercials so i like i'm like well maybe i'll just rent oh. it but because it's got like a lot of big like film nerds in it, like Seth Green is in it, Shane Black is in it, um, which makes sense. He's probably talking about this movie, but um, it it is like you know I like documentaries, anyways. Oh, it's fairly new too. It's from twenty eighteen. Yeah, I saw that. And it's got on Letterbox a three point six, so apparently it does a pretty good job of like exploring the the topic in a way that people have resonated with it. But um. We're not trying to rush through this episode, but, you know, this sometimes happens. But we're going to just go ahead and jump into spoilers. So, Corey. Guys, from here on out, we're going to talk about this movie in great detail. You have been warned. I mean, I don't know how great the detail is really going to get this time around. (laughs) Um, The plot's pretty straightforward. Uh, You know, the kids have, like, a club. There's a lot of 80s staples. Like, they don't let their sister into it um, because no girls allowed, which is, I guess, is cool, though, because it does pay off in a big way. Because mm-hmm. she ends up being like the essential element to beating the monsters. 
So I do, I guess that's, that's kind of defeating the trope that otherwise would have just been like, you know, the little I sister mean, gets picked on or whatever, but she actually is super important to the story. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, so I thought a good detail in this that maybe a kid's not going to catch is the neighbor, the scary German neighbor mm-hmm. that, you know, they think is just, you know, I don't know. Um, and he says at one point he's helping them with, they get Van Helsing's journal at yes. a yard sale, guys, at a yard sale. And I don't know a whole lot. I don't know anything really about Van Helsing. I know very little, very little at all. Um, but they need help translating it. So they go to him and he actually is very nice, feeds them cake. I mean, that's an instant friend right there. But <laughs> um, that's why Corey gets in, in white vans with strangers, everybody. <laughs> anyone was wondering how to be my friend, baked goods. Um, that's how I make people my friend. Um, but, you know, he's a really nice guy. And then he's saying that he knows about monsters all too well. But then he didn't he have like the serial number on yeah. his forearm from like he was uh, in the a concentration, concentration camp. camp. Yeah, yeah. Said, I'm looking at the Wikipedia, and it outright says that here. But yeah, that was the vibe I got too. Is that he he knows about because he was a world uh, a World War II survivor from a concentration camp. So he yeah. was a very. I actually really like that actor, um, Leonard Camino or Simino. Oh. Um, he's not in a he's in a lot of stuff, but he's not um, like usually the lead. He's just like in stuff. And I just like his whole presence in this movie is just great. Like I really, really liked him in it. Um, <laughs> he's built a scary German guy. Yeah, he's in Moonstruck, which we did on this podcast uh, a couple years ago. Probably it's been everything's been so long at this point. We've been doing this for a long time. Um, he's in the original Dune, which I'm planning on watching pretty soon. That's where I know him. He's in Hudson Hawk. He's the Cardinal in Hudson Hawk. Oh, he's not in a lot of scenes, but he is like the the like the go-to who tells her to like follow him and stuff. Um, yeah, he's, he's just a recurring character down. actor, which I just have heard about, but for a couple of years, um, hmm, interesting. Yeah. So I like that character a lot. Um, so I do think that I feel like it's kind of how Pixar does. They make their movies. Well, they make their movies for kids. I feel like, but they're easily enjoyable for, you know, adults because they add in things for the adult. So I don't feel like this is necessarily a children's movie, although you and I were always allowed to watch whatever we wanted. Yeah, very and open to that. Turned out fine, guys. Well adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so I feel like this would have been a great movie for me when I was a kid because it's adventure. It's like, I mean, it's a little bit of horror. It's got like, I mean, you know, I'm going to say there's like a fantasy, am- you know, element there. But then I'm like, isn't all horror, you know what I mean? Like, it has a little bit, I guess. But, uh, or not all, but you know, like we're dealing with monsters here. Um, There's like that amulet thing, you know. I feel like it would have scared me a little bit as a kid. Yeah, and um, the one kid who's a little older. um... Was it Rudy? Yes, it is Rudy. I was trying to see who, yeah, Rudy's played by Ryan Lambert. Um. I liked him a lot. He reminded me of like Corey Heim or Feldman. Feldman. He reminded okay. me of Corey Feldman. Um, he's not. Uh, but at first I was like, is that Corey Feldman? Is he in this? And he's not. 
Um, in fact, all of these kids kind of look like knockoffs of other eighties oh, no. actors. <laughs> um, but it does have the brother from a, it's the Wonder Years for like thirty seconds as the bully. Um, he's one of the ones who says the F slur uh, a couple of times um, in response. I feel so bad for the quote unquote fat kid. Again, another it's parallel not... to Goonies, right? Uh-huh. Because there's the big kid in Goonies as well. No, yeah. he's not. But he is like he's always depicted eating. And um, they literally just call him Fat Kid. Like, that's, I'm not even like, I'm not calling him that. That is what he is called for a lot in the movie. Again, it's paid off later because he, like, says, uh, my name's, um, is his uh, Horace? Yeah, my name's Horace. And um, so it does get paid off, like, all of, because he, he gets confident. I mean, that's the thing. Everything in this movie is set up and pays off pretty well. And that's not surprising. Shane Black is a good writer which is why the predator was such a shock because co- collectively people generally like Shane Black scripts, um, which is, I think why one of the reasons this is such a cult movie is because everything does kind of click and pay off. And even the, the father son relationship I thought was interesting. Um, Cause you know, it's got the story like dad's too busy and the you know, mom is, is there's clearly like a divorce in the, in the future if he doesn't shape up and it's the, common trope that we see like the cop is uh he's too busy with work he's too dedicated to his job so the wife's unhappy um but i I actually really like the relationship we see with the kid and the dad like when he comes home and the kid's sitting on the roof watching the drive-in from his roof i was a little jealous yeah me too like be able to like watch it with i mean granted he's having to use like binoculars but still like the drive-in's right there that's pretty cool yeah comes out there with burgers yeah, and yeah. they're just sitting on the roof chilling. It's a very touching little moment. And, um, you know, the the dad doesn't believe him about the monsters, but then when he sees the monsters and he comes back around to it, I think all that pays off really well. I, I like the dad enough. Um, I forget who played the cop dad. Um, I said his name earlier. I don't know. Is it Stan Shaw, Detective Sap? No, no, mm. no. Some of these pictures are really little guys. Yeah. But either way, I, I enjoyed him. I thought he was good. Um, oh, instead of the creature from Black Lagoon, he's called the Gill Man. That's terrible. The Gill what? Man. That's what it's listed on Wikipedia. Um, Frankenstein's monster. Um, okay, my favorite thing in the movie, though, is when the wolf gets blown up. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, it's it's really cool. And it's, it's, it kind of comes out of nowhere because, like, they blow it up with dynamite. And then he, like, reassembles. And I think the scene of him, like, reassembling is really cool. Um, it's, like, it's not half. Yeah, it's not American um, werewolf in London level of awesome. Oh, so but it's good. still very cool. Mm-hmm. I was sad Frankie had to go. Yes. Yeah, me too. Because uh, I love the... Really? They subvert expectations because they recreate the scene from the Frankenstein movie where he comes across the girl throwing stuff into the water. And in the original film, if you've seen the original Frankenstein spoilers for like the 1930s Frankenstein, Frankenstein picks the little girl up and tosses her in the water. He thinks he's playing. He doesn't mean to hurt her, but she was throwing like flowers in the water. He's like, Hey, I'll throw you in the water, but she can't swim. She drowns. He kills the little girl. And that's what makes all the townspeople want to kill him. So here we see Frankenstein walk up on her, or Frankenstein's monster, walk up on her. And it's the same setup, except he doesn't do that. They become friends, and he's awesome. And he he turncoats, though, on the other monsters, because he's totally on the monster's side. 
but immediately is like, yeah, never mind, whatever. Dracula wants to kill you all, and you're like, oh, okay. I'm glad you're a good guy, cause dang. And Dracula's a jerk. Um, all about himself, wants to survive. The plot synopsis for this movie is very long, to be huh. honest. Like, I wouldn't have thought it would be this much detail, but I guess it is kind of convoluted because there's so we're cross cutting throughout the film, like because we're with the kids. We're with the monsters and we're with the dad and the other police officer who is way overwritten as aggressive, though. Like the other the partner is like just constantly snarky about everything. It's like, dude, calm down. You have to believe some things are wrong. Like you don't have to be a jerk about everything, although they do. They kill off the cop. He blows up, if I remember correctly. I think that you're right. I think like dynamite rolls under the car or something. I know the uh, the dad is like, no, and then it blows up like instantly. I'm like, whoa, okay, I didn't see that coming. There's there's definitely stakes here. Like, characters are not safe. Um, Rudy <laughs> gets, shoots the, the werewolf with the silver bullet. and I mean, we get, we get all the lore that you're I, used to from these movies. I love that he's making silver bullets in shop class. Yes. And, the, I, like, he does something with arrows, too, at that point. But, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, you gotta use shop effectively, right? Like, you need a silver bullet. Yeah. I, he's I melting mean, down forks and uh, spoons, if I'm not mistaken, to get the silver. Yes. Um, I'm reading the the plot synopsis, just trying to remember everything. I, I the downside, I watched this on Saturday, so it's been like six days since I watched this. Um, my brain is definitely like, oh, you've watched other movies, and this is good. And like, also, so it starts. Also, at the beginning, we get that they're in a plane. Uh, I think it's Frankenstein's monster and uh, Dracula. And um, Dracula ends up getting away with Frankenstein. Uh, did he kill someone? Did he kill one person? No, nobody died on the plane. I was thinking for some reason the person who went back into the... Back in the plane. I don't know uh, the name, you know. You mean like when he drops the, the coffins out of the plane or whatever? Yeah, I was thinking that guy who went back there had died or something, but that's not what happened. But, I mean, kind of right away, we're in the police department, and there's someone, you know, lock me up, lock me up, lock me up. You know, I'm I'm a werewolf, and no one's taking him seriously. And then a cop just shoots him, but he comes back to life. Yeah, the, the Wolfman sequence is pretty cool. I like the Wolfman character in this because he is... Not a bad guy, but he can't control it when he becomes the Wolfman. Yeah. Um, but he tries to get locked up, and they won't lock him up. And then he sees the moon, and he like starts kicking all their butts. Um. Yeah. All very good. Yeah. Uh. Good content overall. Um. I think the the creature design is pretty solid too. I think the Gill Man, as dumb as the name is, that is. I think maybe the mummy is the one I feel like I see the least. Like there is the scene where he's holding onto the car, and like they they hook his um bandages to uh to something and like he unravels slightly um it's it's fine it's no i don't know i like the original like universal monsters mummy um and then uh i love the brandon fraser 1999 the mummy i haven't seen that in a long time it's so good oh i love it um it's been a couple years since i watched it last but uh i did watch it during one of the hurricanes um like after the hurricane was over and I was just waiting, I watched it. Uh, I'm a big fan of that movie. So I go back to it every once in a while anyways, but, and they're currently doing it on the blank check uh, commentary episodes for the Patreon. Um, they're doing the whole, they're doing the mummy 
trilogy. Uh, Mummy Returns just dropped today, actually, and then the I haven't actually sat through the third one, the Tomb of the the Dragon or whatever. Um, it it wasn't. I tried to watch it. I was not vibing with it, so I never went back to it. And then they are also going to do the nineteen, not nineteen. Uh, the the more recent Mummy with Tom Cruise. I think it's twenty seventeen. Oh, yeah, that one's real bad. But <laughs> but um, yeah, I I got nothing else really for the Monster Squad. You got anything else? It's no offense to this movie. Um, I do, I do feel like it's parallel to the Goonies. If having now seen both, but like Corey brought up, we both we saw these as adults. I still like this one more to me. Like it's more in my vein. Like the whole pirate part of the Goonies just never really like sat with me in a way that I was like, ooh, pirates. It was just like, yeah, okay, pirate gold. This is like, well, cool. I like the monsters. I like the whole teaming up and like figuring out how to fight these monsters things. And as a kid, I think I would have loved this for that same reason that you mentioned. But also, I always wanted to be able to, like, my friends and I to, like, fight things. You know, like, we were going to be Batman or, like, we are going to be the Robins or whatever. Like, the group of young kids who can do something. And that's what this movie's all about. So, if I was a kid, I think this would have clicked real hard. I don't know how I miss both the Goonies and this as a kid, though. Like, I know our parents let us watch whatever we wanted. So, did we just, like, ignore certain movies? like? I, I wasn't even aware of this movie. Like I knew about the Goonies. I just never saw it. I, I've not really, this wasn't brought to my consciousness until a few years ago. And I was like, yeah, I should probably watch that Same. at some point. And I, even then I didn't know what it was. I, I literally thought the monsters were going to be the protagonists in this movie. Maybe they should make a new movie. Where the monsters are the protagonists. Yeah. They're trying to save the world from snot nosed little brats. Yeah. Like the <laughs> Avengers, but with the universal monsters. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I'm in on that, yeah. You know? Like, no, Van Helsing's actually the villain. We'll start tweeting at people. <laughs> well, that is um our review of Monster Squad. I would say, I I think I'm going to be just decent watch. I think that's where it falls for me. It's it's a, it's a solid watch. I don't think it's perfect. I don't think it holds up in certain areas. I do think fans of like Universal Monsters will enjoy this for that alone. Again, it's not a Universal Monster officially, but it's very much playing on those old movies. Mm, and I'm going to go with the same thing. Yeah, it's good. It's not bad. It's down the middle. We watched this okay. on Amazon Prime, so it's available to watch there if you haven't seen it yet, but you've already had it all spoiled. Um, nevertheless, that's our first uh, creature feature. We'll be back next week. With a Shudder original that uh, was available to purchase. I don't know if you still can or not, but it is on Shudder, which uh, they're not a sponsor, but hey, they're cheap you enough, five be. bucks a month. And if you're going to try to watch 31 horror movies this month, it would be an easy place to do that. Um, Shudder uh, has this movie called Psycho Gorman from, I think it's officially last year, but it is... Um, it is. It was released this year, and I I actually have already seen this one. I reviewed it earlier this year. Um, yeah, it's listed as twenty twenty, but it did get its official shutter release this year. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I enjoyed this movie. Um, it's wild. It's super gory. Uh, which note the name? It's Gore Man. Uh, that's why. Um, Corey, I'm so excited to talk about this movie with you. I'm curious how it's going to hit for you. Um, I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, it it got pretty good buzz. Um, it's very low budget, but it's also very very cool because of that. It was able to like they had to really push 
uh, to make it, and you can tell, and it's in, a, in the best way possible. Um, we'll be reviewing that next week on our episode, but until then, you can follow us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews, and Corey? At Corey Arsvar, two arts on the end. And we ask that if you like what we're doing here at Burke Reviews Movie Club, that you take a few minutes and give us that five-star rating on whatever podcatcher you use to listen. Um, and I think, Corey, I had this weird thing today, a, a little shout-out to some of my students um, I, I've challenged my students, uh, if they w- are inclined, there's no grade attached. It's just, I inform them about the 31 days of horror slash Halloween movies and encourage them to try, try it, you know, watch as many movies as you can, even if you don't get to 31. And, um, I was talking about my own like goal. Like I want to watch 31. I know I probably won't, uh, because at least once every week I have to watch a movie for bloody awesome movie podcast. And we do the newest movie every week. And not every movie that's coming out this month is a horror film. So I know for a fact that there's going to be weeks where I'm going to watch something not horror because of that. And so I don't know if I'll hit 31. And I mentioned, though, that like we we do horror every uh, every October since we've been doing this podcast. And several of my students immediately asked if they could download the podcast. So I think we've got potentially a bunch of new listeners. I, I didn't. I actually was like, I'm like, do you guys are you sure you want to listen to me more? Like I talk a lot now, like you really want to then go home and like plug me in your ears, but they were insistent. And so uh, I, I think a few of them, I don't know if they're listening to this new episode, or if they started back in our back catalog, cause they were like scrolling through. Uh, it was fun hearing them be impressed with how many episodes we've done because we started this in I'm 2017. Um, yeah. And we've done, this is year five. We're almost done with. And uh, so if you average, at least 52 episodes a year. I think there was one year somehow we got 54 in um, because of like the way the, the year started and ended, like our episodes overlapped or whatever. But yeah, we've done a lot of episodes at this point, folks. And uh, there's no end in sight because there's just so many movies that we haven't seen. Um, so we keep we keep on plugging away, you know. Uh, but if you are listening and you're new, thank you for that. Um, appreciate your support, guys. Uh, you know, we've been, like you said, we've been right. doing this for a while. So thanks. Um, but with that, keep watching movies. Hey, this is Matt from What I Watch Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director focus shows, end of year rankings, start of the year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast, burkereviews.com.